Do you want a cash-flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi-million dollar portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life. And the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Peterson, also known as Mama Kahuna. And for the month of February, we are going to talk about my favorite topic, love and business. How do you stay in love with your partner if you're in business with them? And on the other side, how do you have your partner be supportive of you if you are a solo entrepreneur? So today I have my good buddy, Gannon Kaufman, who's our COO of Kahuna Investments. Him and I are going to have just kind of an open dialogue of what it takes to have a successful relationship if you are working with your spouse or if you're not working with your spouse. Hey, welcome to the show, Gannon. Hey, thank you, Shelly. Happy to be here. Well, listen, I think you and Corey have very similar backgrounds when it comes to relationships and marriage. How long have you and Rachel been married? Oh, boy. <laughs> Six years. Six years. 16 years. 16 years with kids. So listen, man, you and Rachel are 10 years behind where Corey and I were. Yeah. We're going on to 22 years of marriage and been together for 23. Our kids are grown. We are at the point of empty nesting. So Connor's a senior in high school. Whereas your kids, Bo is the oldest. He's six. Well, he'll be six next month. Yeah. And then the girls are still, you know, they're not in school yet. So you guys are at this phase of just crazy chaos, man. Like, I mean, you guys are in the thick of it. That explains it. You're working full-time. Rachel is. She's a full-time mom. Our stories are very similar, but they're also very different. So for those that are listening, when Corey and I first started out in this entrepreneurship relationship, I was actually the breadwinner at the time. And so a lot of times I see couples that dive into this entrepreneurship role and they both quit their freaking jobs. They quit their W-2 jobs. And then they wonder why they have problems in their marriage. Right, Gannon? That's right. Yep. Same here. Rachel was a breadwinner here too. Yep. And so I always think about like, why would you do that to yourselves? Because you got to have one person that's bringing in the consistent income. Because if you are doing this together and there's no income coming in, guess what? What is the number one cause of divorce? Money. It's the money, honey. It's the financial. So I knew early on that someone had to be the breadwinner if we were going to be the risk taker. So if you're looking at relationships, there's very different roles of men and women. I truly believe that. We have very different mindset. Gannon, what do guys want out of their spouse? What is the number one thing that men want? Well, I think a lot of men base their level of self-satisfaction and happiness in life to the ability to which they're able to provide for their family. Right. If you're not making money, if you're not being successful, if you're not achieving your goals, it is hard in today's environment as a conscientious father, I think, to feel good about yourself. Right. You tie your self-worth to the ability to which you're able to provide for your family. Nobody's going to put more pressure on you than yourself or your spouse. But I think in order to have successful marriage and relationship, that if you're going to go into entrepreneurship, you better set expectations beforehand. And to your point, Shelly, if you're going to 
go be an entrepreneur and you have the spirit to do that, it would be wise, I think, to continue working a W-2 job, have that in-place income and work your side hustle till a point where you can replace that income with something consistent and predictable. Because if you don't, you're at risk of running into a buzzsaw. And Rachel was in healthcare. She was doing PT and home health and going into people's homes. And I went from medical device sales into commercial real estate, went from making good money to making no money and benefits to no benefits. And that all happened pretty quick. And we made the decision together. And that was over 10 years ago now, but it took a while to get that ship up and off the ground. And it was an all hands on deck process. But at that time, we just had Zoe, who was four at the time, who will be 15 this year. And we didn't have four kids. We probably wouldn't have been able to do it at this point. So there's a lot of different decisions that go into that. But I think if you're going to do it, manage expectations, get ready to sacrifice temporary comfort for long-term rewards, keep your eye on the prize. And just like you do in any sales and doing your marriage, cast the vision, bring your spouse into the vision, right? I love that. I love that. You really hit the nail on the head. From a woman's perspective, they want security. Yep. Ask any woman, they want their band to provide, but they also want the security. So for us, it was flipped a little bit. I knew from the very beginning that Corey was going to do something great. As a matter of fact, there's always a crossroads in one's marriage, right? And for us, the crossroads was, I used to do Arbonne, multi-level marketing. Yeah. I'm not knocking multi-level marketing. I think it's a great way to make extra money, to grow a business, to have the resources available. And at the time, that was my side hustle. I was in the pharmaceutical industry, and then I did Arvon on the side, and I realized I can't do both. Running your business full-time and then also having a W-2 job is very, very difficult. But I did well in Arvon. I became a regional vice president. I earned a white Mercedes. I was killing it, knocking out of the park. And I told Corey, I said, we can't have two businesses. We need to pick. Either we choose real estate or we choose Arvon. We can't have both. There's only so much that a person can do in terms of working their W-2 jobs and then working another business. We couldn't have two businesses. So we chose real estate. And I said, you figure out this real estate business. I will hold down with my pharmaceutical job and let me just be your supporter. Let me help you get to where you need to go. And that's what I did for the longest time, Gannon. We had small kids at the time and I knew that I needed to play my part. If Corey was going to be successful, he would have to have a strong support system at home He would have to have a big cheerleader, someone that he can confide in with, right? We needed to split the household responsibilities. I looked at this as a partnership. And so for Corey, his love language is words of affirmation. I think this is probably true for most men. They look for their spouse to say, oh, honey, you're doing great. You're killing it. Keep going, right? 100%. But for the women, it's more of, we need security. We need our guys to provide, bring home the money because, you know, living paycheck to paycheck is, can be scary. That's what happened to us. Why I lost my job in the pharmaceutical industry. Corey lost his job in the financial world. And so that can put a lot of stress on a marriage. So words of affirmation, talking about women need security. What other things that men need? from their spouse in order to thrive. Hey, this is Shelly Peterson, Corey's better half. My husband shares amazing stories of the good, bad, and ugly of apartment investing. And while many of you want to do this yourselves, 
We have found that a lot of you would like to invest alongside with us. If that is you, I want to invite you to get on a short webinar where we discuss our deal room and how you can be a part of our private investor club. Go to kahunainvestments.com forward slash webinar and register now. You won't be disappointed. Again, go to kahunainvestments.com forward slash webinar. And we look forward to sharing our private deal room with you. Well, I think that you can have a really tough day in the office and go home. And if your wife will give you a little attaboy, it can go a long way, right? If you can still have your wife on your side or your spouse on your side, that can make all the difference. So my love language is certainly words of affirmation or words of encouragement. Rachel's is quality time. So we both understand that. And even if we're just sitting on the couch watching an hour of TV after everybody knocks out or 45 minutes or whatever it is, that's a good fix for the day, good way to wrap up her day. But yeah, we also are big fans of multiple streams of income. Rachel works a business from home and it gives her something to do in addition to just being a full-time stay-at-home mom. I think it's healthy for full-time stay-at-home moms to have something that they can focus on outside of just being a mom if they want to. There's no obligation, no need to make them feel like they've got to do anything else. But it's fun for people to feel like they're building something, right? Like Tony Robbins says, your level of happiness is in direct proportion to what you feel is the pursuit of a worthy goal and the attainment of a goal Right. An improvement and moving towards something. So I think that has got a lot to be said for it. Some women enjoy being full-time stay-at-home moms and some are built for business, right? I was not built to be a stay-at-home mom. I tried it for one year and I said, forget it. I said, I need to go back to work. For those stay-at-home moms, yeah. God love you because it's a lot of work. I think it's more work to be a stay-at-home mom. Oh my gosh. And Rachel, God bless her soul. That woman, she's running little toddlers. Yeah. And so that's a lot of work. Yeah. Pure chaos. And it's great, but it gives you something else to attach your identity to, right? Just something else to work on. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the month of love. It's February. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. What are some things that we can do as women? And then I'm going to ask, you ask me that question. I'll ask you the question. Yeah. Uh, how to stay connected. I know you talked about earlier about quality time. It's funny because I love quality time. You will always find Corey and I either jeeping, rock crawling, or we'll go to Sturgis. Even your walks, right? My morning walks. Let's talk about that. Every morning, we go on our three-mile nature walk. There you go. Big deal. And I will tell you, for Corey, it helps him unpack his brain. And so for those that know us, we're both mavericks. And so what does that mean? That's our communication style. We're very direct alpha type of people. And so a lot of times when Corey is kind of unpacking his brain, a lot of times I'm already in the mode of how do I solve that? It goes the same for him too. If I'm talking, telling about my day or if any problems, he wants to solve it. And oftentimes I just want him just to listen and take in what I have to say. I don't want him to solve anything, right? And it's for him too. He doesn't want me to solve anything. And it's just to allow ourselves to be able to talk things through and to talk it out. You don't have to necessarily solve it. Have you ever heard of the Walt Disney departments? Uh, Yes, I have. But why don't you share with the (laughs) listeners about it? I've heard it because you guys always talk about it. I mean, it rings so true to us. So Walt Disney has these different departments, you guys. So You have the Imagineer department, you have the Engineer department, 
Okay. You would never put the Imagineers with the engineers because the whole goal for the Imagineers is to simply imagine. Now, imagine this. If you were to take the engineers and put them in with the engineers, nothing would get done in the Imagineers, right? I mean, their whole goal is just to imagine what they can build at the park. And it doesn't matter how they do it. They just want to come up with these crazy ideas. And then once they come up with these crazy ideas, they take them to the engineer department and the engineers try to figure out a way, well, how can we make that happen? It's the same with our relationship. And you can also go as far as when you're communicating to one another, it may sound like this. Listen, and I have always told Corey this. I'm like, honey, I'm in my Imagineer department. I don't need you to be in the engineer department to go fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that me and Rachel say, if one of us comes to the other with a problem, we'll say, what do you want? Comfort or solutions? Right? It's like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a shoulder to cry on and have a little bit of a <laughs> little pity party here for a minute? Or you want me to tell you to how to go fix your stuff? Because guys are always like this, that, and the other, do X, Y, and Z, and then this will happen and then it'll be fixed. And it's like, I don't want you to tell me how to fix it. Just shut up and just listen to me. You don't tell her to shut up though, do you? <laughs> no, no. That's what she's saying to me. She's saying, oh, okay. you shut up and you listen to my problem. I just want to cry on your shoulder for a second. And I'm like, oh, all right. Oh yeah. Okay. No problem. So comfort or solutions, but yeah, that's a good way for us to kind of get a temperature check on where the other person is at. All right. I love that. Well, talk to me. What do you think the audience should know? What do you think about the best way to stay connected to your partner in business, right? I mean, you guys, it's hard for you not to wear all these different hats and you guys, it's hard to turn it off because this business is never off. It's impossible for you to not take stuff home. It's just, we don't live a nine to five lifestyle. It's just your brain is always thinking about what did I not do? What could I have done? What could I have done better? What can we do tomorrow? Right. And there's three businesses in this one company umbrella that we operate with Kahuna. So how do you stay connected and keep the romance alive with everything that you've got going on here in the business world? I will tell you, Gannett, there are days where it's not easy. Thankfully, Corey loves this business. I don't ever see him doing anything else ever. If it was up to me, I would just love to passively invest in other people's deals and not have to worry about anything. But you already know that Corey's a freak of nature. He loves operations. He loves the multifamily space. He loves every aspect that pertains to multifamily. Me, on the other hand, I like my girls' trip. I like to do the events, the networking, being on shows. I'm the ambassador of fun, right? And I could easily retire, which I did. I retired in 2016, but then I got bored and said, okay, where could I fit in? <laughs> so here I come into real estate kicking and screaming. And then I realized I'm like, wow, I actually know a few things when it comes to multifamily and investor relations, and I actually enjoy it. So Corey and I, because we're both Mavericks, we will butt heads on a lot of things. But at the end of the day, we always come back to full circle. I always have his back and he always have my back. I'm his number one cheerleader. He's my number one cheerleader. Yeah. Have grace, right? Right. Well, today he's like, hey, record a podcast on love. And I will tell you, it's very uncomfortable for me to get on here and talk to people that I don't know about our love life and just to be on a podcast in general. And so that's why I asked you to come on here, Gannon, because I'm stepping out of my comfort zone to do something very uncomfortable is talking to an, an audience. Yeah. What the listeners don't know is that you did two or three show takes on your own by yourself. And you're like, I need someone to talk to. I need to bounce ideas off. I can't just sit here and talk into a computer. 
it's very unnatural and it's very yeah. awkward yeah. for most people. Now, Corey makes it very, very easy. I don't know how he does it, but that's kind of who he always been. He can just get on and just to talk. He always adds color to everything that he does or say. And I guess that dude's got a lot on his mind. So he'll just yeah. share with everything that's going on in his mind. But for us, I think it's very important that we take the time to separate business from life. And there are days where I'm like, stop talking about business, honey. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you set boundaries, right? Does that play an important role? Oh, absolutely. I tell them like, let's talk about something but business because I have to shut my brain off because we have so much going on here at Kahuna. Yeah, We have the Kahuna boardroom, apartments to millions. We just got back from that big due diligence. There's just so much happening with the Kahuna management. We have a lot of moving pieces. And so I think it can make your brain feel like scrambled eggs at times if you don't take a pause and say, all right, let's reconnect and let's just come together as a family, as a couple. And we do that quite often, whether if we're going jeeping, rock crawling or going to Sturgis, I will say Sturgis is probably my favorite time to reconnect with Corey because it allows us to be in one with nature and just riding on the back of a motorcycle. You can't really think about the business when you're on the back of a bike or if he's riding a motorcycle because all your attention is paying attention on the road and other drivers, right? Yep. We do that quite a bit. But yeah, I think it's important to be able to separate the two, Gannon. And I so, uh, sorry to cut you off there, but I think we've talked about having a routine. You guys have a morning routine, you guys manage expectations, you're taking trips, you're managing boundaries, a lot of good takeaways for our listeners. One question I would be curious to ask is what made you guys decide to get into business for yourself in the beginning? Why not just make $150,000 or $200,000 a year selling pharma and collecting a paycheck and having a 401k and being a passive investor? What was it you think that move the needle or motivated you and Corey to take the leap of faith. Hey, would you like to learn more about Kahuna Investments in our deal room? Let's do virtual coffee. Book a 15-minute call with us so we can learn more about your investment goals and how Kahuna Investments can help. Go to kahunainvestments.com forward slash coffee to book your call today. Again, that's kahunainvestments.com forward slash coffee. Let's have some virtual coffee and get to know one another. <laughs> I would say it was our first apartment deal. When we won big, it's like, why would we work for somebody else when you have a big mm -hmm. win like that? But for me, I thought I would always stay in the pharmaceutical industry. I was a district manager managing nine representatives on the West Coast. I love my job. I love women's health. It's what I knew. It was my identity that was wrapped around that. And I thought I was going to retire from the pharmaceutical industry forever. And there are times that I miss that industry. I miss my friends. But could I ever go back after having a taste of the life that I have now? And I think it really centers around my quality of time, my time freedom yep. that this industry has allowed us to have. If I want to take a two, three week trip to Europe, I can do that. I don't have to save up my PTOs. That's why here at Kahuna, we have our Kahuna family that works with us. That's why we have our Thanksgiving shutdown break. We have our Christmas shutdown because I want not only Corey and I to experience that, but we want the people that work with us to experience that same level of time freedom that they have with their family. Because one of our core values is we value family. That's very important to us yep. in that time. But yeah, I think about there's always that fork in the road, Gannon. You make, you make choices. 
And that fork for me was in 2016 when I was on the top of my career and I loved what I did. And they said, we're shutting down the doors. There's no more sales and marketing. Now in the pharmaceutical world, that's very common. If you're in the pharmaceutical industry, you get really good at interviewing for the next job. Yeah. And for me, I was tired because it was the ninth time that I was interviewing over the span of, what was it, 2003 is when I started. So what, 15 years in the industry, I got tired of chasing the next job or chasing the next interview. And when Corey and I had our first big win in multifamily, we sold our first deal and made millions. I was in a position that I didn't have to do that anymore. I didn't have to interview. I could step back and say, what do I really want to do? And I will tell you, that was kind of a tough phase for me. For a year, I seemed a little bit lost. I didn't know where to find my voice. I couldn't find, well, I don't understand multifamily. Like I said, I came in kicking and screaming. Yeah, you had to find your role. Yep. Yeah, but you found yourself having the time and the money, right? So you got to do some self-reflection, which is a blessing, of course. Right. And then you navigated back into sales again. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, a salesperson? Always a salesperson, I guess. Yeah. It's just a different yeah. product, right? But yeah. I believe in our product here at Kahuna. I've always believed in the deals that we have and the opportunities that we present. And so for me, it's been very easy. It's an easy conversation to have. And I love running our events and I love the people that I get to work with. So that's the other piece of working with your spouse is making sure you're defining your roles. And I always say, know your role and shut your hole. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I always tell Corey, I'm like, stay in your lane, man. Stay in your lane, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, listen, Gannon, you work with Corey and I. Like, Tell the audience like, what it's like to work with a husband and wife duo team. It's great. And sometimes it's tough. You know, um, when you say Mavericks, I don't know that everybody understands what that means, but we use a process called predictive index. So if you want to look it up, that's what it, Maverick is I'm a captain as it relates to that particular model of, it's not personality testing, but it tells you what type of characteristics you will go back to in your moments of comfort after you're trying to put on, not to put on a show, but, and there's no wrong answers, right? There's a right seat on the bus for every profile. It's just trying to figure out who's going to excel where. I like what you said earlier. It's like that PI test is like looking into your soul. It knows yeah. you inside and yeah. out. It's crazy. So look that up. But having two Mavericks work together, we all have the same goals. We're all working towards the same things. And sometimes people think they should be done differently. But when Corey's happy, you're going to know it. When Shelly's happy, you're going to know it. When they're not happy, you're going to know it. We wear our emotions on our sleeve here. And so sometimes it's fireworks. But we get through it and we are better for it and we keep cranking. Hey, Gannon, I have to thank you so much for like being that buffer between me and Corey, because sometimes it gets pretty heated. We're very open and honest. And yeah, I mean, you will know when we're like battling it out. But the one thing that people don't know is that at the end of the day, we always come back together. That's right. We love each other. Like a good Asian I am. I love Corey a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think so many people are attracted to Kahuna, at least from the employee side, because of the family culture. On the passive investor side, I think that resonates also because we are big enough to do some really exciting things and small enough to still have a mom and pop feel. 
If you're an investor, you're not going to get lost in the shuffle in Dallas or Chicago or something like that. You can call us on our cell phones and you know where our office is at. Walk in the door anytime. It's always open. But we can still go take down a $40 million property or north of that. So I think it's we're a great fit for a lot of great people, but it's the family be Ohana. No one gets left behind. It's in our decline attitudes. It's in our company culture, our core values. It is the foundation for everything which we do. Yeah, I love it. Well, talk to me about what other nuggets can we share with the audience if they are struggling and they're a solopreneur. We talked about Corey and I working together. If you're working with your spouse, some of the things that you have to do, right? Communication is key. Knowing your role, right, is important. But what if you're in this business alone and you're trying to get your spouse or your partner to jump on board? What do you think are a couple of things that the solopreneur should know to get their partner on board? Great question, Shelly. To some people, time's more important. To some people, money's more important. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, Nobody should have to wake you up in the morning and remind you why you're motivated or why you're a self-starter. You should be able to get up and get going and just jump out of bed and handle your business, right? And I think that if you're trying to convince or sell your partner on that, I think, again, it is just casting the vision, bringing them into the fold. But more importantly, Gannon, they have to take massive action. And I will speak from a woman's perspective. If your dude is not getting up and hustling, that's going to send a red flag. If it's a woman, I'm talking about from a woman's perspective, they do not like to see their men idle. At least for me, I didn't. And I will tell you, that's a great point. when Corey was starting out in real estate, I remember so vividly when he came home, when he got fired from Edward Jones and he said, Shelly, I want to do real estate full time. And I had to dig deep down because I'm like, now the whole financial burden was going to be on my shoulders. And we had two small kids, yeah. right? Yeah. But I believed in Corey so much, Gannon. I'm like, I know he can do it. He's meant for it. We started on this path. He just needs to finish it. Yeah. And quite frankly, his Edward Jones job was getting in the way of his success. Yeah. And so I said, giddy up, big daddy. I know you can do it. Burn the boats. I'm like, go to work. And I will tell you, Gannon, oh my gosh, there are mornings that I would wake up at 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, where's Corey? Did he have a heart attack? Like I was freaking out. I'm like, where is he? And I would go downstairs and guess what? He was still in the office trying to figure stuff out. Underwriting deals. Yeah. He was underwriting deals. He was constantly learning about the business, reading, just taking action. Who knows what he was doing at three o'clock? I know he was just working his butt off. Yeah. Well, I think that if you're in real estate, like you said, you don't know what else Corey would be doing. I don't know what else I would be doing either. And probably a lot of real estate investors are like that, that nothing else really ever worked for them. They probably weren't a good employee. Right. <laughs> they had ADHD or they just <laughs> never fit in the box. This is a great outlet because nothing's ever the same. Every day changes. You're problem solving. You get to interact with people, build relationships. You're a professional problem solver. But yeah, you've got to take massive action. And the best way to do that is either to pay for proximity, right? Right. So you can be in the same ecosystem as people who are doing what you want to do. Like also Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Or secondly, make yourself of huge value to somebody who's doing what you want to do and make yourself irreplaceable. Right. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, all that's so good. I just know that for women, they want to see their guys in action. Mm-hmm. And I think it's safe to say, like for Corey, he wanted me to give him words of affirmation. You mentioned it earlier that if your woman is not giving you the attaboys, then that's going to be tough on you, on your psyche and your ability to move forward. But I also will preface this. If you want the good attaboys and you want the words of affirmation, you men that are listening, you got to have whether action in your business where your spouse can see you growing in your business or even just the small little acts of random kindness in your home. If you have small kids, helping change diapers, helping do the dishes, take out the trash every now and then without the wife asking you for help. If you just do the dishes without her asking, I can't even tell you that is hot, 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 Gannon. It turns the ladies on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as a good dad, air quote, good dad, you're never off, right? You go straight from waking up at five, going to the gym, getting your health right, coming home, getting everybody up, making breakfast, getting everyone ready for school, coming to work, doing however many hours you do in the office, going home, playing with the kids, get them showered up, fed, jammies, one-on-one time, bedtime, books, nighttime, then time with the wife. And then you may be working again after that, right? That's right. And then you wake up and do it all over again. Do it all over again, but you wouldn't have it any other way. Now, let me ask you this, Gannon. Do you and Rachel have a love journal? No, ma'am. Ooh. There is no love journal in the Kaufman house. Well, have you heard of the love journal story? No, I have not. Well, let me just briefly share with you how the love journal got its start. Please. So as you remember, when I was in the pharmaceutical industry, I traveled quite a bit. And I'll never forget the kids were small. I was off traveling and I was exhausted. I came home from a long work trip. And I will tell you, Corey, even though he was building the real estate business and was rocking out, just taking care of business, he was also taking care of business at home. Like I'm telling you, he was like super dad. This guy would feed the kids, bathe the kids, clean the house. And I came home from this exhausting trip. And I'll never forget that I walked into a clean house. The dishes were done. He had dinner ready for me. It was like I had a housewife. (laughs) It was awesome. Yeah. And he said, honey, go take a bath. I know you've worked really hard. I'll get the kids ready. And I just was so overwhelmed with gratitude. And I was just so appreciative of all the acts of service that he provided for me. In the corner of my eye, there was this really pretty red journal that I've never used. It was given to me by one of my girlfriends from Merck Pharmaceuticals. And we were taking on different jobs. And she gave this to me as a present, but I never used it because it was so pretty. It was red, leather bound. It had a snap. It had gold edges. And I just remember looking at that journal and I wanted to do something special for Corey. So I wrote the first entry. If you guys would see this, it was back in 2010. And I said, honey, I just want to say thank you for all the work that you've done. Wouldn't want to do life without you. And I just wrote this really sweet note and then I put it on his bathroom sink. And hours later, he's like, oh, what's this? Because it had one of our pictures of us when we were just first dating back in 2002. There was a picture sticking out of the journal and it caught his eye and he opened it up and saw my note. And he's like, oh, this is really cool. And so it's become a thing in our household. Anytime that we have something special or a milestone, or when you feel moved to say something sweet or give some words of affirmation, he'll write a note to me and put it on my bathroom sink. If you were to read this book, Gannon, this journal, it would bring you to tears because it's very real and raw. And we always say that when Corey and I die, 
this is the one thing like if the house is on fire you're going to grab that love journal because it's yeah. the last thing as in terms of legacy what we can leave for our kids because it has mom mm-hmm. and dad's handwriting it's not going to be ai it's not going to be voice but it's a piece of us and it's a timeline of all the struggles all the wins of everything that's yeah. went on in our lives so if you don't yeah. have a love journal let's wrap this up if you don't have a love Bam. journal Valentine's Day is right around the corner. I suggest you start one today. Well said. All right, Gannon, I really appreciate you jumping on here, rapping back and forth while Corey's out. And I hope y'all had a good time. And listen, thanks for listening to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. And let's close it. What does Corey say at every end of the podcast, Gannon? He says that if you believe it, you can achieve it. Your dreams are possible. If you can believe it, you can achieve it. And your paradise is possible. Boom. Thanks, everybody. All right. <laughs> Bye.